Brought to you by Hope University, you are tuned in to Purpose Therapy. On our show, we interview mission entrepreneurs all over the world. Our goal with this show and company is to introduce you to the people and ideas to help you see that your journey is your purpose. Yo, yo, so uh, this is Garrett Underwood, your host for Purpose Therapy, and we're going to do a solo session today. And today I want to talk about what divine flow is. Um, I don't know if many of you guys have heard of this term, but divine flow is a, is a very unique term that talks about more so your inner purpose. And um, when we look at the word divine, um, the definition by definition is a form or like of, of God or, or, or a God. And for those of you out there, I'm not saying that we are uh, any uh, we don't meet the the same criteria of God, but I do believe that there is a, a a form of godliness that lives in us. And so when we talk about divine flow, we're kind of combining divineness and then also just the flow being that vessel in life. And so um, so it's pretty interesting when you break it down. Um, it, it's not it's something that's beyond critical thinking. It's beyond logic. It doesn't make sense from the from the the worldly perspective, um, but it's simply awareness. Uh, awareness is not always interpreted of what you see, or sometimes it's not even what you feel, um, because that's also an interpretation. Um, but rather, it's just the observer of what you're feeling and what you're seeing. Um, I think a lot of times we go through life and we're just kind of, you know, going through the the life flow, the world flow, and we're um, not really observing all the different interactions or the different experiences that we're having. We're just kind of going with the flow or the current of what's going on in life. But to be in divine flow, um, it means to be in a place of, of, of observing every little experience that you had or have um, as, it's your, as if it's your first time and observing your feelings towards those different experiences. I think uh, a lot of us, just kind of define our feelings based off of the what the world kind of tells us, um, you know, happy, sad, glad, afraid, those different terms. Um, but I always tell this to people all the time, trying to define what you feel is kind of trying to draw the shape of air. Um, there, there's no end to it. And, and there's no there's no real way of being able to draw the shape of air. Um, but yet, you know, when we define our feelings, we try to create this you know, uh, very streamlined definition that appeals to everybody. But, you know, my love is totally different from the other person's love. And, you know, it's so it's so quick to be able to kind of go into that systematic uh, lifestyle. And so to be in that divine flow, it's important to to just observe. And what ob- observing is, is it's just non judgmental. Um, you're not a, you're not judging, you know, the experience. You're not judging you know, different things. You're just kind of observing what it is and how it is uh, rather than trying to create a label on it. Um, and and to be, you know, non-judgmental, um, it, it keeps you in a place of infinite possibilities. Um, when you put a label on it, you immediately limit the possibilities of what that, you know, experience could be. Or even just the way you feel when you put a label on it, you're limiting the way you feel. And there's no other way to, you know, other ways of, of feeling certain things. And so 
um, to be in that divine flow, it's important to just observe, not judge it, not uh, label it, not, uh, you know, fall into the system of what others are expecting, um, but just kind of observe it. And when you observe, you're able to see that infinite possibility. And when you have those infinite possibilities, there's there's no limitation. Um, and when you are in that place, you stayed connected to everything rather than limiting uh, rather than the limitations of logic or even masterful critical thinking. Um, you know, a lot of our critical thinking can be uh, created based off of what we learned or different ideas, ideology, all these different things that create this limitation within our minds and it prevents the possibilities. And I believe the strongest area of creativity is living in that place of possibilities, the infant possibility, not being in a place of, of interpreting. Um, when we go to an art show and we see different paintings and different things like that, it's something that you've never seen before. And so when you've never seen this art piece, it creates this infant possibilities. What does this mean? What does it say? All these different things. And it leads you into a place of mystery and, and being in a place of building. And I think as humans, uh, we've lost our ability to create because we've created so many labels and systematic thoughts based off of how the world kind of operates. And I think when we fall into this divine flow, it's literally an art piece. Like there's a never ending story to this divine flow and you're just kind of going with the different ideas that of, of possibilities that can build into something amazing that you don't even, you know, see right now, but uh, it can end up developing something, you know, far more greater. And so at some point when you, you know, um, when you're in this critical mindset and creating logic behind stuff, you also develop, um, you know, you're always kind of thinking about that next step um, and the importance of, you know, being in divine flow is that there is no end. And when you look at a lot of different areas where we create um, our own outcome to different things, there's only one end result and that end result leads to to our thought process. And so. You know, uh, I believe that when you're in the divine flow, you're connected, you're connected to everything and you become a cycle of energy that God can continue to use. Um, you know, I love when you see so many of these different uh, people that fall into their purpose. You see these breadcrumbs of different experiences that they had in their past. And it doesn't necessarily define who they are because they just continue to grow into other areas where they become an author or they end up becoming a doctor or or even just an uh, an actor, whatever the case might be, it just kind of continues to space out into so many different uh, arenas. And that, I believe, is that, you know, that divine flow. It's the infant possibility. There's so many different options to that. And I think a lot of people have a hard time finding their purpose because they're not connected to that infant possibilities. They're only connected to their end result. And so when when they're connected to their end result and it's not, getting to that end result it can you can get really frustrated depressed whatever the case might be and sometimes that end result becomes so fixated that it becomes more of survival rather than nature nature and um what i mean by nature is just being uh you know human um 
and a part of being human is being a creative. Um, and I'm not talking about like going to be a painter, or actor, or all these different things. A creative is literally seeing and being a problem solver to a lot of different issues that we see in the world and making a choice to to change it, you know, um, and trying to develop, you know, interesting ideas and different ways to create that that possibility of it of it changing. We never know how we're going to do it. We just know that that there's something pulling us to be a part of something bigger than us. And so when we get into survival mode, we're only thinking about the end result. We're only thinking about, you know, how is this going to affect me? How is this going to be something that's going to, you know, support me or, or help me to survive? Um, and when you get into that place, it's like you just become very tunnel vision to that one expectation. And that's how a lot of people, you know, fall into depression, you know, anxiety, all these different things because they're totally focused on their end result. Um, and sometimes that survival also is manipulated by other people's opinions, thoughts, you know, whatever the case might be. Um, you know, some some people I see, you know, go to school to be a doctor, or a lawyer, whatever the case might be. And those are great careers. Don't get me wrong. But I think that, you know, when I really talk to those individuals, some of them kind of come from the background of just wanting to, you know, get this job to be uh, financially stable or you know, um, or even making our parents proud and different things like that. And so we just fall into the system of what is expected or how to survive while we're on this earth. And then day in and day out, you're doing the same thing, you know, over and over, and there's no heart behind what you're doing. And, um, and it just, you know, leaves you in a place of emptiness. And we constantly are trying to find it through different things, relationships, you know, different experiences. Maybe it's all the money getting a bunch of different money, you know, to travel or buy different materials or whatever the case might be. And it just kind of gets you in a place where it, it doesn't necessarily make you feel human. It just kind of makes you a product. And um, you see a lot of people kind of living a life of being a product where, you know, they're being used and continually being in that cycle of, of being used. And, you know, that could be a, a definitely a hard experience when, you know, when we're not made to be a product, we're made to be a, a creator of different things. And so um, a lot of our critical thinking comes from, you know, just the opinions of others and um, how to survive while we're on Earth um, and different things like that. Your mind is telling you, that this job is, is for you, but your heart is telling you something else. Um, and I sh I'm sure many of us has have experienced that experience as well, um, where you just know that, you know, something isn't for you. You are going through the motion of, you know, the experience are, you know, going to school and hitting the books each and every day. And you know that the end result is you're going to be uh, secure and you're going to have, you know, the right job and you're going to be, you know, financially stable and all these different things. And you know that these are the end results. And so logically your mind is telling you that this is right, but in your heart 
you feel like it's not. Um, I don't know if anybody's really experienced that, but I've experienced it in, in many different ways. And um, there's plenty. I've talked to a lot of different people about relationships and um, some people will always say at the beginning of the relationship, they kind of knew, you know, that this person wasn't right for them or whatever the case might be. And I believe that th that's your divine like flow telling you, Hey, this isn't, this might not be the right way or this is the right way, but there's this inner spirit inside of you. That's telling you what you're actually here for are the relationships that you're supposed to have and different things like that. And so what I don't want to just kind of, share with others is, you know, don't limit yourself when it comes to um, your logic. And this is a hard thing to kind of be able to really take on because I know a lot of people are probably thinking like, well, then I can't just be out there being all free spirited and, and not really having a, a goal or direction. Um, I'm not saying that at all. I think it's important to create goals and, and have that direction in some shape or form. But it's also very important to tap into yourself to know if this is the actual lane that you want to go towards. Um, if this is something that's being pulled towards you um, and making sure that it's always connecting to that infinite possibilities because if it's only looking at like, okay, the end result is I'm going to have a great job and there's no other infant possibilities towards that. I go to school, I get this job and then I'm going to be successful um, in this particular you know, field. You know, that's great. But what else is it going to be after that? Like how much more is it going to, you know, grow when it comes to stuff like that? And so I think, you know, that is one of the biggest pieces that I think when it comes to the divine flow is understanding your flow, understanding how you feel when it comes to different careers that you take on. And, um, you know, I think uh, a hard time is like what, what makes it such a hard time to figure that out is I do think that a lot of people might need to kind of try different things. Um, Cause a lot of people will say like, you know, that's not for me or this isn't for me or whatever the case might be. And, and, you know, you might not know if it's for you unless you really tried it. I think a lot of us kind of limit ourselves based off of what we, you know, think we can do or how smart we are or whatever the case might be, but you really don't know until you try it. And I, I really want to encourage everyone out there to just be able to, look at things from a childlike perspective and try it. If you feel that it's pulling you to, to do more stuff, then keep going. But if it's not for you, then you, you'll clearly know because uh, your spirit will tell you. Um, and then for those of you that found your purpose but lost the connection of that divine flow, due to trials or disappointments or whatever the case might be. I know I've experienced that a couple times where, you know, you would get into a place where, um, you know, you're just working and you're, you're, you're grinding over and over. And, um, you know, you feel, you don't feel what you felt before when you first started off on the journey. 
you don't feel that excitement. You don't feel that, uh, you know, that newness. Um, you don't feel, you just feel like you're just burnt out. And, you know, I would tell those to, that it, you know, that do fall into that category is to be, a, be in a place where, you know, sometimes it's not wrong to disattach yourself for a second and go play somewhere else. Go play somewhere else for a little bit and remind yourself why you got into the field or this journey or this purpose. Uh, remind yourself why you got into it. I think many of us uh, don't take the time to get into that place of really being able to remind themselves. And, you know, it's important because you can lose the heart of what you're doing and then you fall out of that divine flow. And then you're just there and you're just kind of like going through the flow like uh, of the worldly flow like everyone else. And, um, you know, we see that in a, in a lot of different fields, you know, where people kind of get very excited at the beginning and then just kind of fall off. And so um, I do think that being like even just the journey of life is an interesting, you know, when you observe it, you get to see like, you're born and then, you know, you, you're this child and then you go into adult stages and then you go into, you know, you, you, the end of the, the end part of your life. And as a child, you're just so observant about what every little thing is. And you're just you're just a creative at heart. You just start building different things as you get older. Um, but something along the way in the middle part, you, you fall into the system of this structure of how to do things, how to respond, how to how to act, all these different things that you you build this structure upon, whether it's, you know, family influences, teacher telling you how to do something, parents, whatever the case might be. And then the latter part of your life, you start to, you know, deconstruct that structure and become more of childlike where you're an observer and you see everything as new again and you're more in the now and in the moment. And the minute that you lose that part of being in the moment when it comes to your purpose is the minute that you fall into the system of, you know, the world where you lose your divine flow. And that's one thing that I would tell anybody that is, you know, uh, kind of in the ring of their purpose, but they're losing that connection because of disappointments or whatever the case might be. Get back into the moment of the now. Get back into the moment of of really being able to get into that creative space where everything is new again, and everything that you learn is 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 a is a new you know piece to your puzzle, and not you know, just look at everything as labels, like you've already labeled it, um, you know, and just be able to really humble yourself to hear all different, um, you know, options, different things. Because once you start to get to that place, that's when the infinite possibilities start to open up and you're able to see all these different ways that you can go into within that field of what you're doing. And sometimes you don't always have to stick to the same thing. You can always kind of bounce to another thing to get more inspiration to come back to that other thing. But I really want to stress to everyone to be in the moment, be in the now. And that is going to be your 
your glue to staying in, in your con- constant divine flow. Um, because God lives in the now. Um, and he's able to really work through you within that moment, uh, within that now. And so when you look at all the different really creatives like the Picassos or even just, you know, a lot of the, um, you know, spiritual leaders, um, they're always talking about this consciousness that is in the now. And they're always, you know, when you look at Picasso doing his painting, he, he was, you know, painting as perfect as he could within that moment. And, um, and I think that's a, that's a big part of being in that divine flow of being able to regain your, your love for whatever you're doing. And, um, it's important to feel again. And if you, if you're losing that feel, uh, you know, of what you started out with, um, you know, get back into that childlike mindset. And who knows, you know, sometimes when you get to that child place, it might lead you outside of that field into another place. But the importance is is also stay in the identity of that divine flow. Don't be in the identity of what the world labels you as, you know. Um, I remember, you know, when I first started out my journey of like just going after purpose and um, entrepreneurship, you know, I started a really cool clothing line called uh, Malachi Clothing and still here to this day. But when I transitioned into, you know, um, uh, being a a provider when it comes to the homeless population, uh, you know, that was kind of a hard transition because I had so much of my identity instilled into, you know, the clothing company and transitioning out, out out of the, you know, the clothing company into, the nonprofit was was interesting because a lot of people would you know would call me Malachi and different things like that, and now you know I'm trying to move towards you know housing homeless youth and you know uh, going towards that lane, and so the people that knew me for Malachi clothing would be like, wait a minute, why are you you doing this now? This is this is different. This is not you know the Christian apparel. This is more humanitarian, and although they were kind of in the same place um same scale but at the end of the day there was an identity shift um and I learned in that moment that you know I you got to really disattach yourself from identity because those identities is the very things that stop us from being in that divine flow um it stops us from being childlike it stops us from being creative it stops us from going after what we feel rather than so much of what you know we're so tied up in logic and what we're thinking in our mind and how people would portray us if we shifted from this career to this one and, and different things like that. And so, you know, I, I think that, you know, as you are developing and growing, um, don't stick to just what people label you as or maybe even what you labeled yourself as. Always think of yourself as a consistent seeker of that purpose a consistent seeker of creativity and not necessarily falling into one lane, um, but looking at yourself as I could do anything (laughs) as cliche as it, as it sounds sometimes like that's really what we can do. We can do anything. It's just a matter of where, you know, God is trying to take us when it comes to connecting with that divine flow.
you know, those of you that are still trying to figure out what that purpose is um, and how to connect with that divine flow, I talked about being an observant of of life and not necessarily judging, you know, different things that uh, come in front of you. Um, but when you look back in the past, um, it's important to kind of judge what, not necessarily judge, but kind of observe the different experiences that you've been through. Um, because you're an expert of your life, you know. Um, a lot of people are trying to be experts of someone else's life, whether they're a therapist or whatever the case might be. But realistically, you're the only one that ex- ex- has experienced your life. Therefore, you're the you're the expert of it. You you understand it, and so it's important to really look back at like the breadcrumbs that led you to where you are right now, because those ble- breadcrumbs are are clues of your divine flow trying to show you your purpose, what you are are put on this earth for. Um, Because different experiences aren't a coincidence. They just, they happen for us to observe different things. And so, you know, sometimes you might experience something really horrible in your life, or maybe you experience something great in your life. Um, Whether those are bad or good, those are also things that are leading you to, the infinite possibilities that you are being molded into in order to to meet that maximum potential. And so it's important to kind of look at those different things and say, okay, what are the skills that I've developed through the experiences that I've been through? And I don't think a lot of people kind of sit back and kind of reflect on that. And they just look at it as like, oh, that I just went through that. Okay, that's just how it was. But no, like, what did you get from that? What did you learn from that really horrible experience? Or what did you learn from that really great experience? And what are some characteristics that I've developed through that experience that's making me, um, you know, better? Um, you know, for me, I, I I think, you know, looking back in life, I definitely feel like, you know, my biggest thing was I was trying to be like uh, someone that, you know, went to the NBA you know, basketball was everything for me growing up. Although I was short, you know, I would get through a lot of people. So um, so that was something that I really put my heart into. But when I look back, I really look at it and I say, oh, I think I created a lot of discipline during during that time. Because, I mean, I would play for hours uh, in, front of, in front of my house. And, you know, within the sixth grade, I'm like lifting weights and I'm eating differently. I'm, I'm just really dedicated to being the best that I can be in, in basketball. And so I think when I look back, I look at the that experience as something that developed uh, discipline. And then, you know, as time moved forward, you know, uh, there's bad things that what well, we label as bad that we experienced that, you know, created different things. So when I was 17, I almost had a kid. And that was something that was like a, a shift in my mind to be like, wow, like this is about to <laughs> change my whole life. Um but within that experience, that experience led me closer to God, had me have a, a stronger relationship with him and and kind of building that, um, which led me to start the Christian clothing company. And then when I started the Christian clothing company, I, I believe that I created a, a more of accountability and responsibility that um, responsibility to give um, accountability of a personality or uh, not a personality, but a lifestyle that I should live. Um, during that time. And so 
you know, that responsibility, that characteristic of learning to, to give led me into, you know, getting into working with um, the homeless youth. Um, during that time, I met a, a kid named Cameron and we, you know, helped him out with uh, just trying to get back into to the routine of, of, of just a lifestyle, getting him into his apartment and car and all that stuff, just trying to help him get on his feet. Um, and then that turned into creating Seed House. And um, because of that experience with him, he, you know, unfortunately uh, passed away during, uh, you know, overdose. Uh, I made a choice to, you know, use my, my child at home to, to house more youth like him. And, you know, it just became more and more deeper into a bigger calling than I actually thought, you know. And now we're here. <laughs> we're here on uh, Hope University where I'm trying to more so share and talk about, you know, how to develop this this purpose because of the different experiences that I've had. And so, you know, sometimes your divine flow can be very small little things like me just playing basketball. And then it turns all the way down the line where you end up donating your home to a bunch of young adults. You know, you really don't know where it will take you, but that's that's your that's that's that divine uh, flow that just opens up so many different possibilities of what could happen. And so, you know, it, even if you feel like, man, this is pointless, this little thing that I'm doing where I'm journaling every day or I'm, you know, uh, doing a podcast or whatever ca case may be, sometimes we look at these, these things as like, is it really impacting? But just stay in that spot, stay in that sweet spot where you're feeling what you're doing. So if you really are feeling connected where there's this passion and there's this uh, there's this vision of something bigger than you that you just feel good in. Keep doing it because you really don't know where it might lead you. But if it's something that, you know, you're feeling in it, you, you're really not connected to it, then don't, don't do it. <laughs> it's, it's, uh, you know, I say it's easier said than done, but I just say no what's you and what's not. You know, I was one of those people. I, I went to school for kinesiology and I, I went to Cal State Northridge and graduated with kinesiology degree. And, you know, my whole thing was I wanted to be a physical therapist or in some of the along the lines of, of some type of muscle therapy or whatever the case might be. And I, I, I was a physical therapy aide for a little bit and different things like that. But during that time, I just felt really empty. I was doing it for, you know, the result of being financially stable. And I listened to my friends and saying, like, you know, go to school to get a job that's going to be, you know, have that security. And so physical therapy was something that was, you know, financially secure. And so I did that for a little bit, and um, it just wasn't me. And it really, uh, you know just felt empty. And so I had to learn very quickly to shift and make a different decision that made me feel more connected to that divine flow and feel more inspired and feel more creative and feel more human. Um, and me being in, you know, physical therapy was just making me less human and more of a product. 
And so I just want to encourage everybody out there, just find that sweet spot where you, your heart feels, feels it. And your mind doesn't know, uh, your mind doesn't know, doesn't need to know the how. And I think that's the biggest piece that gets us stuck into that divine flow is we want to know how we're going to get to where we're supposed to go or how, what's going to happen. We're always trying to figure out the what and the how. (laughs) And in order to be in that divine flow, we're not always going to find the how, but your faith will see it. You know, your, your, your faith of being able to see the infinite possibilities, you'll, you'll be able to see those different things. You're not going to know how you're going to become that person or how you're going to get the resources, but you're going to be able to see it. And so it's scary (laughs) and it's hard, but it's important to know that we're here to live. We're not here to survive. Um, And so, you know, if you're living a life of just wanting to survive, that's fine. But if you're listening to this podcast, you're probably looking to live and looking to make a difference and looking to to be in that in that purpose. And, and a part of being in that purpose and a part of being a person that makes a difference is, is a person that's willing to to risk it, to risk it all. And um, it takes a lot, but it's so worth it to be walking in your purpose every day you have a vision and a dream and an idea and a purpose and someone that you're going to pour into and you have people that will pour into you and that is the beautiful cycle of life and that is what keeps us in this cycle of love and so you know if you you, if you're having a hard time with the how just 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 go after it. You know, the world teaches us to not take risks. The world teaches us to to not trust, to only trust security and never the possibilities. But if you think about it, when we when we pick up a handful of soil in our hand, science still can't define every element in that soil that makes that tree grow. But guess what? <laughs> that tree still grows. And sometimes, in most cases, that fruit is way better than the soil that we as humans create. And the fruit comes out ten times better. Science also still can't tell us how we even got on this earth. (laughs) So why do we let them tell us what our purpose is? And so some of the takeaways I want to just give with you in order to connect with that purpose is definitely, you know, a big part of my my uh, journey is is really getting into meditation. And I'm not talking about just like that random meditation, like just real meditation where you're just meditating on the possibilities. You're meditating on the the vision or the, the purpose. You're meditating on feeling what it would feel like walking in your purpose, feeling what it would feel like to help that person, feeling what it feels like, like really connecting. Our, our mind is an amazing thing. It can create time travel. It'll be able to show you, you know, 10 years from now, if you really want to, f- you know, be there and you'll feel it and it'll feel real, you know. Um, another thing is, is a lot of prayer, you know, praying and really um, being able to step into that divine flow means 
you know, being that form of godliness. And so, you know, to be that form of godliness, to be connected to God is to know that everything on this earth was made for you. And it wasn't, you know, for us to be destroyed or walk in fear, but to walk with confidence and, and, and knowing that certain things are just supposed to be for you. And so praying that, tapping into that divine flow of what is making sure whatever I see is, is what is for me. And um, being able to have the eyes to see it. And that's one of my biggest prayers is just to let me see what you want me to do and give me the confidence to do it. And so, you know, I would really tell anyone out there that that is trying to find that pur- purpose is to to do those things, but also fill your cup up. You know, we're 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 like seeds on this earth, like whatever you pour into yourself is what's going to grow out. So what I mean by that is what are you reading every day? What are you watching? Are you looking at Instagram, comparing yourself, doing all these different things? Are you looking at inspirational things that are going to motivate you, inspire you, connect you with that, with that inner joy? And that is a big piece of what gets us to our purpose faster or longer. It's just what are you feeding yourself? What are some books that you're reading? You know, um, who's the group of friends that you're around, you know? What are some things, are you taking inventory on the experiences that you're having, journaling all the time? These are, these are great ways to be able to tap into that divine flow. So I think that's all I got for you guys today. Um, but, you know, I just want to encourage you, connect to your divine flow. Let God tell you what you're here for and not, and not let the world tell you what you're here for. But that's it. I'm Garrett Underwood, and you're listening to Purpose Therapy. Thanks.